Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. Earlier uh, we had on the show uh, Max Boot, uh, and the response to that show was pretty interesting. In fact, two things combined to really focus me on my thinking. Uh, one was uh, Dave Weiner, who's a good friend, uh, I respect him a lot, um, ranted at me uh, for about 12 minutes on a, a voicemail podcast uh, that he put out saying, hey, I, you know, I had to start thinking differently about this. And at the same time, uh, earlier that day, I was on a phone call with uh, Steve Schmidt and Rick Wilson, regaling of some folks from the, the Lincoln Project, just con you know, talking about what was going on. And it hit me that we're all talking past each other because of different views of what's going on out there. I mean, I really want to thank Dave Weiner for kind of making me think more about this. And here's what I think is happening. A lot of the media, the uh, Democratic leadership, uh, Joe Biden, Joe Trippi, a lot of uh, us that have been involved in politics for some time keep falling in the trap of thinking this is still two parties and thinking in sort of bipartisanship because there's two parties, you try to work together to get things done. And that totally misses where we really are at. However, a lot of the conversations that we're having about, okay, we've, we've got to win an election in 2022 is about exactly that, these two parties f fighting it out. That's not the fight, though, that matters. And I think that's what is creating this sort of uh, you know anger against uh, Manchin, for instance, who's still obviously thinking in the quaint, he'll find bipartisanship uh, across the aisle when it's clear that that's not likely to happen, to Joe Biden, uh, to me, when I say, hey, we have to start talking uh, to each other. And so I want to explain why that is. And, and I think the, the reality is we're not at war with a political party because there are not two parties in America anymore. We're at war with an authoritarian movement that's been fueled by Donald Trump, an authoritarian movement that includes the 147 Republican members of the Congress and senators who signed on to their treason with their votes on January 6th. And that number has grown as an authoritarian movement now holds so much power within what, what used to be the Republican Party that officials of goodwill are either purged or held hostage, either out of their cowardice, fear for their political careers, or given the violent threat of the authoritarian movement, even out of fear for their lives. Um, so what happens now is it, what this is really about is what the rest of us do now matters and the truth matters. Um, this is no longer a choice between two parties. You're either part of that authoritarian movement and the treason it formats, or you are against it and are a guardian of the government of the people, by the people, for the people to ensure that it shall not perish from the earth. And so here's the problem. Many people have been lied to and many have come to believe those lies. They're not the enemy. For them, we need to offer the truth and to join us as Americans to find a way forward together. 
That's real important to separate the, the people who've been lied to, misled, bamboozled, and to, and to reach out in a way that doesn't push more of them into the folly of where Trump and this authoritarian movement wants to take the country. And so now we have this, 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 this problem where you have people in government who need to try to get things done. And I think part of this too is the D Democratic Party writ large, all of us have to grow into the understanding that we are the only functioning party, all of us, including the few members of the old Republican Party that will vote with us on things. We have to pull them, it's, we have to compromise with each other within the party to get things done. At the same time, realize the real enemy is this authoritarian movement in everybody, every American, every corporation, all the media, everybody has to declare what side they're on. You can't straddle this two, these two parties. You can't, as Matthew Dowd said, you can't negotiate with black mold. Dave Weiner calls it a cancer. Well, it, we can't allow it to grow. We have to fight that with everything we have. But at the same time, there's, there's the real politics of a campaign for the 2022 election. Either you know, we have to win it. Uh, that means, th th that mean, so, so there's two things. Governing, pass whatever we can together and with, other, with, with whatever remnants of the Republic, old Republican Party that'll work to actually get things done and make a uh, difference in people's lives. That's what, I mean, that's Joe Biden and, and yes, Manchin and, and the left and the right forgetting about, it's not, it's not ideology right now. It's getting things done that make a difference for people and, and delivering the truth and a, and a way out for Republicans who've been lied to, for the people that have lied to and, and fallen into those lies. So I, I, again, the call with, um, with uh, my friends at the Lincoln Project and Dave Weiner, uh, the, our, the conversation and his sort of making me step back and think a bit has really clarified to me sort of the dual struggle that we all have to somehow push through. And I, I believe we can, but it's the dichotomy of that struggle, one political and, and one literally existential threat to the, to the country. So, Joe, you say we, you keep saying we. Who is actually going to pick up the mantle and actually go do this? Because, by the way, you look right now, and even, the, the, even on the Democratic side in Congress, you know, stuff like Schumer's just attacking the Republicans for the obstruction and gridlock. And then you got McConnell on the other side basically saying the era of bipartisanship is over, which he's actually right, but not for the reasons he thinks. Yeah, no, the era of bipartisanship it's over because there are not two parties. You right. can't have, you have to have two parties that believe in democracy and believe in, you know, in the quaint notion that you recognize when you've been defeated in an election, that you accept those results and that you work to get things accomplished by uh, agreeing with the other side. That's not happening. And by the way, it's not, that's what I'm saying. The whole language of bipartisanship finding common ground. A lot of the things that uh, you and I worked on for the last few years with Doug Jones and others is meaningless if the other side is either 
joined the authoritarian movement or, or held hostage to it. In other words, you're starting to negotiate with hostages, not the hostage takers, right? You're, right. You're sitting there going, hey, hey, even Mitt Romney, uh, even some of the Mikowski, these people are hostage, right? There's only so far they're willing to go because of, of what's, you, you know, what's happening in that party and how far off the rails it's gone. So they're held hostage. So you're even... You know, Manchin, it, you know, it, in the framework of the Senate, in the framework of you're the president of the United States, you need to get your bill passed. You've got to deal with the fact that you're, you've got a tie in the Senate. You somehow have to bring, a, you know, put the 50, uh, 60 votes together, the, that whole quagmire. And at the same time, you know, you know Manchin still thinks that, hey, if I just, I can work with these people, we've got to work and find civility and bring people together. That, that's not, that's a very American idea, by the way. Right. It's right. just not reality today. So one, we'll do a show and be talking about how do you get a bill pat, you know, how's the, how's the infrastructure gonna happen? And we'll mention this and the filibuster. That, that's all a conversation that is, full of obsolete ideas because it doesn't exist in a one party world. The fact is there, there is no, the democratic party, the, everybody has to be one party. You're either for this authoritarian movement or you're against it. Either the, what, what isn't part of that movement works together to get the votes needed to get things done, find, Compromise. That means purity right now on ideological purity is a mistake, not because people aren't right or the fight's not worth having. It's just that we actually have to get things done and we're all going to have to compromise within the party since there's only one one party that's functioning to get that done. And that so that's not there's nothing to be gained other than basically giving I, in a lot of ways growing up in the sense that. We've got to give people who are working with us room to maneuver, to compromise, and to find a way in terms of the governing. In terms of taking on the authoritarian movement, we have to be blunt about it. There, every one of them must be, must, must be gone. In terms of draw the line, there is no compromise. There's no corporation that should be funding any of them, um, and we should call them out. And the same with the media that, that drives the lies and the and Trump, who completely continues to pour gasoline on, on it with his notions of becoming, uh, being reinstated in August. Um, all this has to be taken on um, and, and fought. Who, what should the people listening to this go do after they stop listening? Two things. One, we have to, we do have to win this election uh, in, in 2022. That's very important, uh, clearly. So, you know, don't disengage. Don't think Joe Biden's, hey, the, ten, the things I've talked about, the temperatures being lo lowered will be, things are, you know, uh, uh, COVID's, uh, um, the vaccines are taking hold, the economy's coming around, everything's good. No, this movement is out there and it needs to be stopped. 
So that so one, the best thing is a, a massive victory in 2022 that no amount of voter suppression can hide is perhaps the best way to knock it down. The other thing, though, I do still believe, again, give no quarter to the leaders of this movement, to the people that are lying in this movement, to the media uh, entities that are pushing it to for profit, and no quarter to corporations that are trying to straddle like what this, that's what I mean, you have part, corporations trying to straddle the two parties. Like, you know, we still want to be a company that's bipartisan. Great, wonderful. Guess what? It, the part it's it's there is no Republican Party. The party is being held hostage by authoritarian movement and a leader that keeps fomenting it. So you can't straddle that. You have to be against that. You have to be part of the guardians of government for, you know, for the people, right? By the people. And so, you know, that's I mean, either are supporting government of the people, by the people, for the people and you're against this authoritarian movement. And so what else can you do? Look, I think, again, we need to understand that the people that were lied to, that the people who you know, believe these lies, they're not the enemy. If they've gone over and are talking about wanting to be you know, violently overthrow the government, yeah, they're enemies, right? But what I'm saying is they were lied to, they believe, I give you, look, I'll give you a thought experiment. Tell me, everybody who's listening to this show, if Barack Obama on the night of the, November, of the November 2016 election gone on camera and told the American people that, that the election had been stolen, that Hillary Clinton was the duly elected president of the United States, that Donald Trump had stolen the election, and that, and that we all needed to oppose it the, and place the rightful leader of the country in power and kept saying it, that it was rigged, that Trump stole it in 2016, how many people would have believed it? How many of us would have believed it? How many of us would have responded to a call by President Obama to go walk up to the Capitol and stop the Congress from installing this, this stolen thieving uh, creep. How many of us would have done it? So we were, that's what I'm saying. It's that the, the good news is Barack Obama would never do that. We never, the Democratic Party did not elect a leader right. who did that. These people, their president told them this lie. And so my point is, what can we do? Well, there are a lot of people who've taken that lie, run with it, taken it to heart, and are not recoverable. We are there. Still, are I think Republicans out there who, and you've seen it, Alex, where you you get a Republican who's just never voted for anything but Republican their entire lives, and and are sitting. They know something's wrong. And they desperately don't want to be where they're at. They can't countenance what's going on in the party. They certainly wouldn't be able to countenance, you know, being part of an authoritarian movement that over that overthrow the government, or you know, or throughout the democracy, uh, changed election results, or or stopped, you know, a, a free and fair election. But they still have to get over this this crazy fear of, for the first time in their lives, voting for a Democrat. So what I'd say is. 
that's where I go back to, we do need to talk to th- that person is not the enemy, right? They, right? they were probably an old friend, but we still have to. So to it's kind of like the, the, the legislation, the bipartisanship, that's essentially the off ramp to be able to say, look, the people that I'm taking a stand against this authoritarian movement, they're not crazy. They're not they're not the, the bomb throwers. What we're really doing is 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 standing up to the authoritarianism. And I'm not throwing my vote at someone who's going to be so far away from where I was that I just can't stomach it at all. And I'm better off with an authoritarian. Well, they're, they're, they don't think of it that way. I mean, part of it is none of us can. This is my point. We're so used to being in this sort of two party problem, so, you know, in terms of how do you solve the politics? How do you solve a bill? How do you do it's two parties? And and usually you talk about, you know, like I said, reaching across party lines. You, you know, to, when I when you say authoritarian movement, does the average American actually think that's possible? I mean, is that even like in there? You know, so that's what I mean. Joe Manchin is not sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, there's going to be even though January 6th happened. This is my whole point. It's a one-off. It was, yeah, it it was serious. We should investigate whatever, but it's not. It's not real. It's not going to happen. Can't happen in America. Well, no one thought Donald Trump could be elected in America. He was right. I mean, when that now that won't happen here. That you know that we would uh, uh, do that. The 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 whole thing point here is that if you're uh, that's they don't people need to understand how real this threat is because in other words if you don't then all this then then we're back in the how hey you know are talking about in the old language of that doesn't work when you only have one party the old language of bipartisanship working across party lines by the way there are going to be plenty of democrats on the ballot in 2022 that need to say that the need to talk about that in these marginal districts in the hopes of getting enough Republicans. Again, that's my point. You're in this world where a ton of people still exist and think like that and vote on whether somebody was partisan or not part, you know, and whether they were working together to get things done. That That is normal politics. And there will be a lot of voters that Democrats need to pull in by being very clear that the door is open, uh, that we want to work across uh, uh, to get things done. The threat is the authoritarian movement that is growing every day, that is fueled every day by Trump, uh, by, frankly, the 147 in the Congress and the Senate, uh, growing, grow to 159 that didn't vote to, uh, voted against uh, the January 6th commission that, like I said, a lot of them, uh, the, 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 the people of goodwill, like Liz Cheney, again, not about her politics. I'm talking about, uh, you know, understanding the threat and willing to do something about it. Those people are fueling this, enabling it. Many of them believe it. Many of them are actually part of the authoritarian movement. And you see that, by the way, in county committees, and in state houses across the country where Republicans are being replaced at the county level. I mean, their county uh, central committee are being taken over by the QAnon 
and other forces in the party as part of this movement. That movement is real. It's not going away. It must be stopped. So you have that. That's the two competing worlds I'm talking about. Right. So it's essentially you've got you've got the candidates themselves who essentially have to still be that off ramp, olive branch, et cetera. And then everybody else. So the Lincoln projects, the one four sevens, the every organization on the planet getting getting the word out that, look, this is the choice. Right. Right. And then and the candidates. It, yeah. And taking that choice to corporations, taking that choice to that's what I'm saying. You do not. There's no going back on. You said you weren't going to give to the 130, 147. And now you are. And then you that, did. Yeah. yeah. And then you did. No, no, no. They we have to make that's what I'm saying. There has to be a, a, a line in the sand that we will not you know, that we you cannot cross if you are you're either against the authoritarian movement that these guys are foam and, and the trees and they're fomenting or you're, or, or, you know, take sides. You're either with us or you're with them and make, and, and not give them any quarter. And the same with any of the media outlets, Fox and others, you, you, you know, we have to take a stand. We have to expose this authoritarian movement. And if they're aiding and abetting it, we've got to call it out. Um, and they are. So that's what I mean. I think, that, that's the thing that got to me is, you know, I've been we've been talking a lot on the show about the politics, about the, you know, the 2022 election, about this state or that thing. And then we started to focus. I thought, you know, I started focusing a lot on on the part, you know, what was happening, in the Republican Party. Right. On and, the line. and you were yeah. talking about how you were getting sick of it. <laughs> that you're getting sick about, you know, the demise of the Republican Party is getting old as a topic. And then David Weiner, you know, sort of jogged me into thinking there's a reason. There's because it, it there's these two problems. They're coexisting. And there's a whole bunch of Americans who have the old model, two-party working together model, including Joe Manchin, including someone who knows the Senate, like Joe Biden, thinking that's the way it still is. Um, right. And I wish it were. God, I wish it were. But when that party is held hostage by by Trump and the authoritarian elements in it, you know, that's the the bigger problem. And that's the one we all have to solve. We have to solve both of them because we have to win. The One of the ways to kill the authoritarian thing is to wipe them out in 2022. So, Joe, just so I'm clear, if I have, if I, Alex, have an idea that we want to talk about in the podcast, the best way to do it is to not ask you directly, but just leave you a voicemail on Twitter. That worked on that worked. It worked to get the. And by the way, I don't have this fully thought out. And I know, you know, I'd be real curious to see if what the reaction is and if you have thoughts out there or you have a response, you know, to get it to us, uh, you know, in in the review section at iTunes or or email us at thattrippyshow at gmail.com. But I really think we need to start having this conversation that we need to identify. The, the two problems and and an attack for both because they, they they overlap and I think it does cause a lot of confusion. I mean I, I totally understand where Dave Weiner was coming from and he was right. And then there's still the political reality of how does somebody in a swing district in Iowa uh, communicate to win uh, a seat we need to win to stop it so. 
So Joe, speaking of reader questions, it's it's been a while. I know we've had a lot of great guests the last couple of weeks, but but we have been getting a lot of good reader questions. And and, and this one kind of fits exactly into what we just talked about. And I should say that all the compliments Phil gave us was before your extended bit about 10 minutes ago. So hopefully this still holds. This is from Phil Walsh who emailed us at thattrippyshow at gmail.com. Hey, Joe, love the podcast. As someone who identifies as a former Republican and Democrat curious, I enjoy your common sense perspective to the current goings on. My question is two parts. You likely saw recently the group of former uh, GOP elected officials calling for Republicans to ditch Trump, otherwise they'll leave the party. In your view, is this a worthwhile effort? And Phil thinks not. Or should level-headed Republicans align with Democrats for now to ensure that the GOP never wins either House of Congress or the White House? I would just say that right now, there really are only three possibilities. That somehow, magically and mystically, the old Republican Party comes back. Um, That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen until this authoritarian movement is killed. It's not going to happen as long as Donald Trump is out there pounding the table and the Michael Flynn's of the world are out there and um, uh, they have entire communications complex, different networks pushing the fear button everywhere they can to get as many people to join their movement as they can in a no holds barred, anything goes front on the democracy to, just for their own power. I mean, that's that's what this is all about. So that's not gonna work. I think starting to part, you know, another party, that's eventually going to have to happen. I think it's a dangerous thing this time around because I think it's it's not a, we, we need every single person out there committed to the democracy to be in one place on election day. In other words, you don't want, okay, here's this authoritarian movement in the fa- you know, in the in, in the clothing of the old Republican Party, right? And you've got Democrats and the Republicans, the new the Republicans who don't want to be part of that authoritarian movement have another place to go now, right? They could go to this new Republican Party, and that could actually make not have those people vote Democratic. In other words, make them, give them an opening to move to us, to move to one party right now that, so we defeat the authoritarian movement. Um, I'd be a little bit worried um, that if there was a, a true place for uh, small democracy Republicans to vote where they don't have to face the reality of, you know, you know uh, they have a third way to go, we need those three or four points, those five points, those 10 points in some of these marginal, marginal districts. So now from a pragmatic point of view, speaking as a Democrat, Phil, no, I, I don't think going the third way is the right way. I think now the danger to our democracy, the, 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 by the way, the crises that we have with our infrastructure, with, with a whole host of things, COVID and others, that, that the Biden administration at the U.S. and the world are dealing with right now, we got to get some things done. So right now, no. If you're a Republican it has got problems with what's going on, join with Democrats in a coalition, even if it's a temporary coalition, to save the democracy, to keep progress moving forward, to get things done in Washington, to win an election in 2022, and then, okay, 
let's go back to fighting as two parties, but damn it, two parties are worth having a debate over policy uh, and not this crazy authoritarian, anti-government, anti-science, anti-everything, just hate-filled uh, movement that, yes, Trump was a, a, a symptom of, but he's also an arsonist and pouring gasoline all over it any chance he gets. Yeah, I agree. Joe, I think that's just about all the time we have today. Yeah, well, I think, I think I've, uh, you don't want me to rant on about this. Thanks, everyone, for listening to That Trippy Show. We'll be back next Friday. As always, please subscribe, leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen, and tell a friend not just about the podcast, but about what we talked about today. It's too important to ignore. We've got to solve this together. We've got to fight this movement every step of the way. You can always send us a question to thattrippyshow at gmail.com or leave us a question in a review on iTunes. See you next Friday. Please, I really would like to get your responses to this show and your thoughts.